You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. To the Not So Newlywed podcast, brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts and one of the co-founders of the network, Candice, and you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC, and that means Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't be afraid to follow, interact, say hello, give me show ideas if you would like to be a guest anything of that nature and as usual i'm joined by my other half i don't know if i want to say better but okay yeah well welcome my better half to the show <laughs> what's up y'all <laughs> mike is here i am and london, london is, is here, here in need of a little bit of a nap it appears but we just you know Gonna make it do what it do. And as usual, we appreciate your continued support. If you haven't, check out Patreon where we do a show called The Portal um, as a black couple taking a deep dive into the world of anime and manga. This is kind of, well, this is Mike's baby because he is, you know, huge into anime and manga and things of that nature so if you haven't subscribed for five dollars a month check it out i don't think you will be disappointed no not at all with that said we are going to get into the show today Uh, we are continuing our let's talk about sex series and it's um it's a little bit of an eye-opener But we're going to be talking about communicating in the sexual part of your marriage or your long-term relationship. Because as Mike and I were discussing as we were pre-gaming, getting ready for the show, there's a gray area. There's, it's not one of those things where either you are just an amazing communicator or you're a shitty communicator. There's a space, you can be, but there's a gray area in there where people tend to communicate efficiently on certain aspects and poorly in others and for a lot of people that poorly is sex their sex life mm-hmm. um as we talked about in the first part of this well the second part of this series about women being afraid to discuss their sexual desires with their partners um i think it works in the reverse as well a lot of men are afraid to come forward and discuss their sexual wants or desires as they change or evolve in the relationship, which in turn leads to a lot of stepping out, uh, AKA cheating. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen several instances across all social media, both, um, on Twitter and on primarily Facebook. I don't get that deep into Instagram drama, but I've seen instances on both platforms where, um, women end up coming to other women on these platforms to discuss what they found in regards to the stranger woman communicating with their partner or their spouse. 
And it just led me to start thinking about it and even having a discussion with Mike that a lot of this type of stuff could be avoided if people were not afraid to have the hard conversations in regards to their sex life and their relationship. I think uh, kind of goes back, this kind of goes back to our show with the sex therapist. Um, I, I forget which episode that was now. Yeah. But um, with Jamila, shout yeah. out to Jamila. Correct. Yeah. And it just, uh, it just made me think, it kind of made me think back to that when we were talking about how like the stigma of certain sexual acts or certain desires can lead someone to having like these mental health issues um, where they aren't willing to be open about what they want or what they like. And, it, and this, this whole uh, topic kind of spells to me just not being able to be yourself. And uh, I think a lot of issues can arise, not only in just relationships, but just in, you know, in your everyday life, if you can't be yourself. Yeah. Um, but in this aspect or in this uh, topic particular, um, I think that there is a lot of ways um, to kind of counteract that. And I know that's some of the stuff that we kind of want to get into today. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the big things, um, like I said, is even though we are in a space where hopefully people are becoming more sex positive, um, when it comes to marriages and long-term relationships, there's still a lot of stigmas and societal standards um, placed on those type of relationships. Right. Uh, in terms of like people dating and, and kicking it and hanging out, there has been a lot of progression in terms of, you know, you single, have fun, have good sex, do this, do that. Um, I don't think that stigma has been fully stripped off of marriages and long-term relationships where, you know, couples are encouraged to figure out and constantly look at where they are at sexually with their partners. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Once you marry, that's who you need to be fucking for the rest of your life. You shouldn't want to fuck nobody else. You shouldn't look at nobody else. You shouldn't think about nobody else. You shouldn't fantasize about this. You shouldn't do that. It's just... That one person that you committed to for the long haul, that's who you need to have all your fantasies and sexual desires about. And the truth of the matter is, that is very unrealistic. You don't become blind. You don't become deaf. You don't, you don't stop seeing, sensing, and feeling because you are in a long-term relationship or you're married. Right. Okay. Um, you know, and this goes back to even conversations that we've seen on social media or uh, even amongst our own friends about, you know, would you, how would you feel if you knew that your partner was watching porn and masturbating without you or in, in things of that nature? We see these kind of conversations. We hear about, you know, what would you do if, if your person partner was out and about and you found out they were flirting with people while they were out and about and this that, and the third like it ties so much into possession right you know that you possess your partner they are yours nobody else should be attracted to them they shouldn't be attracted to anybody else and it's very unrealistic 
And I know that a lot of people are very hush hush about this stuff. Yeah, this but if is we... more like a taboo, like yeah, kind of discussion. Like you can't really talk about. I mean, let alone you don't really get the information you need about sex when you're younger. Yeah, you you kind of learn just from experience and learn from like friends, and that's yeah, that's really a terrible way. It to is. Learn it is about something that is i would say meant for a mature or meant for when you mature yeah right not only that then once you get older you realize that society has all of these standards and do's and don'ts on long-term relationships on marriages so you take that with all the misinformation you collected when you were becoming of age and then you find yourself boxed in trying to conform to these standards and these ideas and this logic that society has placed on us. But the truth of the matter is, until you die, you will find other people attractive. You will you will have thoughts like, you know what? I mean, they probably fuck good. <laughs> you will watch porn. You will masturbate with and without your partner. You will have these thoughts and it does not mean that you are uh, you are not committed to your person or that you don't love them or that the, or that the sexual yeah, that the spark sort. is gone with what where the issue comes in is instead of having these conversations and saying, you know, babe, what would you think about us going to a swingers club and kind of seeing what it's about, see what they do, you know, see how it looks or would 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 you think about us you know having a threesome with another woman or whatever the case may be instead of having those conversations you end up sneaking and doing shit that you shouldn't be doing okay and that's where the problem comes in because you know being in a long-term relationship now and being married one thing that i have realized is that all of my thoughts on marriage and long-term relationships are not what they once were prior to me, me and Mike getting together and us getting married. Um, I used to have a very black and white concept of cheating. If you cheat, you don't love the person. You just, you don't give a fuck and this, then the third. And that could be true. That can be the case in a lot of cases. And then in some cases you absolutely are still in love with the person but you've gotten bored. You didn't know how to approach the conversation about wanting some variety, wanting to try some new things or coming together to meet in the middle and say, how can we spice things up in the, in our bedroom? And then you get scared to have the conversation. So instead you take the, the easiest route and that's the sneaking and creeping and meeting people on social media and, you know, going into, you know, Facebook groups or like these freaky group chats that I guess exist on Twitter. I've never wanted to be a part of no shit like that, but to each its own, (laughs) but the things of that nature, fake profiles on dating apps and and shit like that. And then you end up getting caught up and then you are still forced back to the conversation that you were too scared to have right? That you a little bored. Your, your desires have changed and maybe you want to try something different. And the reason the conversation to me is so important is because 
y'all might have that conversation and realize, okay, one person likes shit the, the way it is. They don't see an issue. Right. You need, you want something a little bit more. You want some variety. You want to explore new things. If there's no compromise, you need to come to that, that conclusion sooner than later. Right. Yeah. If there's not going to be a compromise, then maybe this isn't the right. Yeah. Maybe this is the. Maybe this is the end of our road at this moment, and you would rather have that conversation now than years and years of cheating, sneaking, creeping, lying, arguing, arguing, unhappiness. You're not. The thing is, is that we're so. As as humans, I feel like we're so conditioned to like just like stay away from change right yeah like we don't want to rock the boat we don't want to like upset anyone we want to kind of just coast right yeah and i think this kind of falls into that aspect where you are you are changing as a person so your surroundings have to kind of change as well like you need to kind of conform to your own change you need to let people know what's changing about you and how it's affecting you and what you're looking for now and what your desires are now, especially in a relationship where you share basically 24 hours a day with, you know, with this other being or with this other person. And it's a tough, it's a tough thing to kind of go through because one, you don't know how this person will react right. to what you're saying. And also it's new for you. So it's, this is new grounds. It's, it's it's a learning experience, and I I don't know if, if uh, all of you can relate with that, but like I know we've all had learning experiences, but do you remember like how you felt in that experience, like when you were doing something new and just kind of trying to get acclimated to it? It's it's a bit scary, yeah. especially when it's dealing with such personal uh, desires or. Um, I don't know the other word I was yeah. trying to think of, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I, and I wholeheartedly get it. And I agree that change scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Change scares us in many aspects of our life. When our careers are changing, when our bodies are changing, yeah. the way we look is changing, having kids, getting married. So it is very natural to be even afraid of, progressive change in the sexual realm of things because since sex is like really this topic that everyone just like it's it's almost like as you become an adult you you tend to talk about it less right yeah it's 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 it's, It, it becomes unspoken like you know people having sex and that's to the the gist of things, yeah, right? And yeah. and so you just kind of shut it down, like you said. I talked uh, I've talked I talk about sex less now that I'm a super adult, right? And we not uh, when I say super adult, I mean paying my own bills in my thirties, working, got family, got kid, got everything else. Versus when we was a teenager, sex was the 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 the, yeah, hot, topic, the, the right? hot topic, yeah. So I. Damn, I, you have some poignant <laughs> points that you are making today, and I am very proud of you. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, and so we're going to take a quick break, and after the break, we're going to come back, and we're going to discuss some ways that you can have these conversations, some um, different 
non-traditional types of relationships that people are starting to shift towards and uh then we'll get up out of here so we'll see you after the jump thank you for supporting the flawless noises media network you can visit flawlessnoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to flawlessnoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com flawlessnoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we are back. Welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned. And so, the first part of the show, we talked about, you know, it being difficult to address sex related issues in a relationship right because sex is a big part of relationships you know when when the sex starts to fail a lot of different other aspects of the relationship will start to fail you might even start noticing shit you didn't notice before before. that didn't really bother you before but but now now that this now that you guys aren't seeing eye to eye sexually you know the way they breathe is annoying you (laughs) because y'all are not having good sex right and so one of the things um I consider myself to be pretty sex positive. I feel like women and men have spent a very long time boxed in sexually, especially in marriages and long-term relationships. Like I said, single people have a lot more freedom to explore sexually, but the notion that you need to get all that shit out your system before Before you you get get married and settle down. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think your sex life should be, should be evolving as you and your partner grow together. I don't feel like what it was when y'all first got married is what it needs to stay as throughout the marriage. I feel like there can be room for growth in other directions. Right. Um, and like we said in our uh, female sexuality episode, studies are showing that a lot of women and men are exploring non-traditional relationship mechanisms. Um, so, then you have polyamory and polysexuality. And I I did my homework. I didn't want to be ill-informed. Poly, <laughs> polysexuality is strictly people who like having multiple sex partners. No romance is involved. It's sex. They just, they like having sex with multiple partners. So that could be, you know, swinging, other couples, swapping, threesomes and there's no connection outside of that you fuck y'all go home until y'all decide y'all want to link up again and fuck some more there's no romance in it polyamory there is a romantic aspect where oftentimes a couple may find another couple that they really like and they may engage in a polyamorous type of situation so or it's like they all married, basically. Like, they all married to dating each other, dating, dating each other in a relationship, and then there's you know, um, a, a uh, there's like a three way type of relationship where somebody brings in a unicorn, which is a woman, 
who likes being in relationships with couples and they build a situation there. Um, and then there's just a free for all, you know, you may just want to, you might just want to go to a swingers club and watch. You might be a voyeur. You don't want to necessarily participate or play. You just want to watch or, or you might like just finding other like-minded couples to have these discussions with because what you may be open to too. Yeah. To see what you may be open to, to see what you like. But the key is the communication aspect of it. You can never get to that point without saying I, I, I'm still in love with you. I'm going to always be in love with you. Our sex is good. Um, but I would like for us to figure out a way to spice it up and try new things and have fun together. And and that's not a slight either. It's, it's not, not a slight. It's not, it's not something against, I don't, I don't, I don't like how the idea of like someone wanting to be, uh, with more than one person or wanting to, you know, have sex with other people is it's almost like uh, a knock to either the woman or the man and the you know the other partner in the yeah. relationship. It, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. It's not it a do- knock to you. It's something that this person desires, and it doesn't have anything to do Mommy. with not desiring you. It's yeah. just another aspect of that desire. Because we we like variety. I mean, to be honest, we. You don't even want to eat the same shit. I was day. just about to say that we've been married too long. You don't even like eating the same foods every day. You know what I'm saying? We all get to a point where like, God damn, we'd have had everything: chicken, fish, steak, shrimp, pork, uh, chips. Let's try something. Tacos, different. salmon. Let's let's figure out. Let's try something different. And it's not to say you don't like those foods. You love them. Mm-hmm. We love chicken. But do we want to eat chicken seven days a week? No, we do not. No. We do not. Uh, well, our chicken good. But that's beside the point. We still <laughs> like variety. Yeah. We like variety in all aspects of our life. We like variety in our work lives. You know, when Daddy? you see people, when they are doing the same job for a long time with no no growth, no progress, they eventually end up finding a better job. Yeah. So for me... I definitely feel like, you know, we should be open to these conversations in our sex lives with our partners. Um, As Mike said, having the desire to have a threesome, that does not, that's not a slight to your partner. It it might be fun. It's new. It might be exciting. You know what I'm saying? So you might visit a swingers club. You may not participate. You may meet another couple and y'all may build a, a bond and maybe just end up hanging out. You just never know what is available to you to expand the horizons in your relationship if you're unwilling to have the conversations about it. If you're not open to those types of discussions or open to just those opportunities, um, you could be missing out on something that you may even enjoy um, yourself if if this is your partner bringing it up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, you know, from what I've seen, like I said, I do my research. I do my homework. Um, I have the pleasure and the privilege of knowing some uh, some couples who are in the poly life. And so I pick their brains about things and. One of the uh, biggest things is that there's a lot of misconceptions about that world, you know, where people treat folks who 
label themselves as poly in some aspect, like they're wild rabbit dogs who just have to fuck everybody when that's not the case. This is literally, it's kind of like a tight knit underground society where it's not one of those, uh, just sucking and fucking any and everybody. These couples are, they are very picky. They are choosy. Um, they have rules, regulations, boundaries that have to be followed by all parties involved. It's not just a free for all, you know what I'm saying? It's not just that. And so for me, I feel like rather than stepping out and, and violating the trust of your relationship, you fare better having these conversations. And even if, if your partner ends up getting upset or taking it as an, a slight initially, it's a lot better than them catching you cheating or yeah. trying to cheat or trying to fuck on somebody or instead of saying, you know, I want to explore this. I want to, you know, try that. And you can work on them feeling slighted by having open and honest conversation by doing your homework and your research, you know, and saying, Hey, it's not a slight to you. I want to experience this with you. I don't want to experience it by myself with and exclude you. Mm -hmm. This is something that we can experience together. So no, it does not have to be a slight to you. It's not saying that your sex is not good or you don't, you know, give good orgasms. It's saying as a couple, I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And I would rather us explore or find a, a compromise or a happy medium rather, rather than, than go out and cheat or sneak behind your back doing things that I know I wouldn't want done to me. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things is like I've seen in Facebook groups is like the wife will come to one of the mods or admins like, oh, my husband is in this group. Why is he in this group? He don't got no business in this group. And uh, it reminds me to always make sure that Mike and I discuss the fact that, uh, you know, we're parents, we're married, but we're still sexual beings. And I don't ever want us to be so possessive of each other that we have a problem with the other person finding somebody attractive. You know, yeah, eye candy is eye candy. I'm not here to control or regulate what he, who and what Mike should find attractive outside of me. That's to me, I don't want to say insecure, but it's insecure. And it's the way that a lot of us have been brought up to view our relationships is that that's our person. We own them and they should be for us and nobody else. They, nobody, they should be attracted to nobody else. I don't like that mind frame. Um, and I enjoy the fact that in our relationship, you know, Mike could be like, Oh yeah, she fine as hell. And I'd be like, yeah, she is beautiful. You know, it is not no big, why are you telling me other bitches is fine? What's wrong with you? Like what? No, no, he not, he not blind. You know, we've seen the insecurities around Instagram. He liking pictures of women that don't look like me and that. Okay. Instagram is for liking pictures, <laughs> right? Instagram is for, it's for liking pictures. It's, it's in, and that includes beautiful women and that includes fine men. Yes. If I see somebody fine on Instagram, I'm going to double tap it and keep scrolling. The issue comes in 
when motherfuckers are don't know how to just double tap and scroll and then it gets shaky when they're trying to do some other shit but for the most part the the people whose pictures your partner liking they don't want your partner for real they don't want them they appreciate the double they appreciate the double tap and that's the end of the conversation that's it that's all it's not it's not a big deal same with porn there are times if you have kids and you have a work life you both do you understand that there are times where the schedules don't align so that y'all can get together and have some ground shaking sex and what happens is like the good old days y'all will find time to masturbate and porn will be involved that is not a slight to me that is not a slight to mike it's porn we like that's what it's there for it's it's there yeah yeah that's that's what it's there for and so like i said if you are are having these honest conversations and you are letting your partner know that one you do not own me we are together but you do not own me i'm not a possession i'm a person and that being a person comes with a lot i do find other people uh, besides you attractive I do watch porn. If you ever get to the point where you want to try some step outside the box in the sex realm of your relationship, so be it. It does not make you a bad person. It just makes you a bad person when you are too scary to have the conversation and then you still get caught up. Right. It's, what's the point? I don't know. <laughs> So that that's why I felt like this was a good a good segue episode into a full episode about polyamory, polysexuality, poly lifestyle, which I believe will be our next episode. And hopefully we can find a really good guest, um, you know, somebody who is in the lifestyle and they could come on and just, you know, share with us. Some aspects. Some aspects of a, yeah, yeah, you ain't got to tell us your personal (laughs) business, but just to debunk some of the myths associated with that, with the lifestyle, because there are a lot of very negative connotations associated with it. Um, when I truly don't think it should be, especially because poly lifestyles are founded in consent, which is what a lot of people right now and these Me Too Times Up movements have a huge problem with is consent. And this is a lifestyle based in consent from all parties. All parties have to consent to whatever type of relationship they set up or whatever type of sexual relationships they set up. Consent has to be there always. I would like to be there for one of those, just like those conversations, like to see like what kind of aspects they would like in that like just in that type of relationship there's a dynamic there that you wouldn't normally get in just like you know just a regular couple yeah so i would definitely like to like pry in or just like be like a fly on the wall for like one of those conversations of just them setting up that type of bond and um just love for each other when there's more than one person or more than two people involved absolutely yeah uh, yep so I think that's it for us. Uh, we 
we got in and got out today. We're not keeping <laughs> you for no hours. Um, but we really hope that this episode allows you to start thinking outside of what you've been taught or what you've been socialized to believe is the norm when it comes to sex and in re- marriages and long-term relationships and how we are expected to treat them and join us in the next two weeks for the poly episode where we really take a, a strong dive into that world and you know debunk a lot of the myths and so on and so forth so thank you and if you haven't like i said you know join the patreon for as little as five dollars a month you get a lot of new shows that are different from what's on our regular feed if you want to buy some merchandise go ahead and head on over to the website flawlessnoises.com and you could pick out your favorite shirt and it, you know we can get it to you and you know pretty quickly since i'm doing the merchandise and we just really appreciate you guys for your continued support we're still working out the details of the live show so stay tuned for that anything you want to say before we go mike uh, nah, this, I think this was a good talk. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode where we can kind of dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. Hopefully uh, someone out there, will, you know, from the world will come and, uh, you know, we can talk to them a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, we'll see you guys in two weeks.